called spiritual gifts. It can be really unclear. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe you walk in, you go, I don't even know what spiritual gifts are. I want to help encourage you and, and share with you what that is and hopefully empower you. So here's what I want to ask you to do is as we open up God's word, would you, um, would you open your hands like this as a way of just saying, God, we need you to speak to us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for this place. Thank you for this community. Thank you for the diversity we have here. I thank you, Jesus, that this is a beautiful picture of heaven. That heaven is going to be full of people from all cultures and all tribes and all ethnicities and all backgrounds and all socioeconomic statuses. But we will be one because we are in Christ. And so, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for the ways that you are shaping this community. And tonight, God, as we open your word and as we talk about spiritual gifts, Lord, I, I ask that you would speak to us, that you would teach us, that you would inspire us, that we would walk out knowing a little bit better who we are in Christ. We love you, God, and we're so grateful for you. Would you come and through your word, would you comfort and convict and change us? We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you, Courtney. Give it up for Courtney. She cleaned all that during the prayer. What a gift. What a gift. All right, so here's what we're talking about tonight. Here's what we're talking about. We are wrapping up our series, Me to We, where we're helping ourselves for the last four weeks. For the last four weeks, we've been talking about who we are in Christ and the opportunity that we have to not just think about ourselves as individuals, but to think of ourselves as a community. And the question is, what does that community look like? Underneath your chairs, you'll have some pens. I wanna encourage you to silently pass those down. We have some fill in the blanks and, and I really want you guys, I really want you guys to be taking some notes because I think you're gonna have some really, really good small group time. But if, if you miss most of what we're saying tonight, here's the big idea. Are you guys ready? Can everyone say big idea on three? One, two, three. Big idea. Big idea. What was that, Anna? I love that girl. All right, here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. God, for those of you that are following Jesus, and if you're not following Jesus, we're so glad you're here, and our hope is that one day, maybe tonight, you decide to start following Jesus. But as soon as you begin following Jesus, this is true. That God puts a gift inside of you that we need. Don't miss that. That as soon as you begin to follow Jesus, God puts a gift inside of you that we need. The, the Holy Spirit, as we're going to see, the Holy Spirit puts inside of his people gifts that are meant to bless his people, that are meant to bless the body of Christ, that are meant to impact followers of Jesus, and that are ultimately meant to be a blessing out in the world. We, we talk about this a lot, that God has called you to be a blessing. That God, wants, that God wants you to take the relationship he has with you and the love that he has shown you, and he wants you to take that out into the world. But a really good follow-up question is, well, how do we do that? And how we do that is through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, through spiritual gifts like we're going to talk about tonight. So the question I want you to be thinking about all night long is this. And whether you've been following Jesus for a day or you've been following him for a decade, I want you to ask this question. What gift has God put in you for the benefit of others? 
What gift has God put in you for the benefit of others? The other night, uh, Sarah and I, uh, we, we had decided, you know, we need to do like a massive, my wife's name is Sarah, my wife Sarah and I, we had decided we need to do like a massive carpet cleaning, and, and we don't think we can do it on our own, so we're going to pay some guy to come over to the house, and, and we'll leave for a little bit, and he's going to just clean the carpet and make it look good. We can't afford to get new carpet, and our kids spill like Cheetos and Gatorade and all, everything everywhere, so it's like all we can do is just clean, get these like every once in a while, maybe like once a year, get like our carpets nicely cleaned. And so this guy comes over, and he's supposed to be at our house at four o'clock. Doesn't show up at four o'clock. Doesn't show up at four o'clock. And five o'clock rolls around. I get home and our family had decided to go to Shakey's Pizza. Has anyone ever been to Shakey's Pizza? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen, Isaiah? Amen. Shakey's Pizza. I love it. I grew up going to Shakey's Pizza. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And I had never taken my family yet to Shakey's Pizza. And so I said, babe, I called her on the phone. I was like, I'm going to take you on a hot date with three little kids to Shakey's. It's going to be great. You're going to love it, honey. You're going to love it. And so I said, Let, let's, let's go to Shakey's. And she said, I really don't want to go. And I said, I don't really care. So we're going to go to Shakey's as a family. And it's going to be an amazing event. And so we get there. I'm at the house at five and the guy's supposed to be there and, and he doesn't show up. And then it's like six and it's like 6.30 and the kids are starting to get tired. And, and I'm like, I'm honestly in a bad mood. The guy finally gets to the door and knocks on the door and comes inside and he sees some scripture verses that we have written up on the wall. And and he's like, oh, that's cool. That, that's really cool, man. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I need to go to Shakey's. Like, I, I'm headed to Shakey's. I'll see you later. Is it cool if we just leave you here? I trust you. We don't have anything valuable, so we're going to leave. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, what, you know, what do you want me to do? I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, click, clean this. If you can do this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We start talking. And then he goes, hey, man, I noticed you got like a bunch of like Christian things around your house. That's cool. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm a Christian. So I, I got to go to Shakey's. You know what I mean? I didn't want to tell him I was a pastor because that's like either a conversation killer or like a two-hour conversation starter. And I'm like, I got to go shakies. I can't do that right now. And so I'm like, all right, I, I got to go. And, and he's like, and he's like, uh, and then Sarah, she's, she's the real Christian in our home. She's like, hey, so like, do you live here? Or do you own this business or what? And he starts telling us his life story and, and starts telling us about his kid and about some health concerns and and we shared about some of the health concerns that our daughter Brinley has had. And, and all the while, maybe you've been there before. You're just not, you're not thinking evangelism. You're just thinking devouring. You're ready to eat. And, and that's where I was. And I'm like, let's just get through this. And finally we leave and, and we get to Shakey's and it was glorious. Oh, so good, you guys. The mojos and the chicken and the pizza and the horrible video games and the diseases that are just in that place was so inspiring and amazing. And, um, and so anyways... We had left a check on the table for him for $120, so much it costs. And uh, we get back, we get back and he's gone. And we walk in the house and it just looks beautiful and it's amazing. And written, or on the table is that check. And he had written a little note on the top. He said, it's great to meet you guys. I want you to give this $120 to somebody in your church who's in need. I was like, whoa. Like, I hated this guy. I was like, pissed. And then all of a sudden, God used him to remind me of what a gift is really all about. You see, we had this kind of, this, this situation worked out where I needed carpet cleaned and, and he was going to come in and I was going to pay him and that was just all it was supposed to be. And then all of a sudden, he surprised us with a gift. But it was, it was better than just a gift for us. It was a gift that was meant to be given. And as we begin to talk about spiritual gifts tonight, I want you to understand from the very beginning that 
these are not primarily for you. They're actually meant for others. We're going to do a lot, of, a lot of deep study real quick, but I want to answer four questions for you because maybe some of you are going, what is spiritual gifts? I mean, what does that even mean? Here, here's the four questions I want to address. Where is the Holy Spirit? So as the Holy Spirit gives out these gifts, what is the Holy Spirit? Where is the Holy Spirit? I don't really understand that. We're going to talk through that. Second question is, how do I get spiritual gifts? Like, like do you say a special prayer? Do you like, you know, tap your feet together? Like, what do you do, right? Like, what do you do to get spiritual gifts? How do you do that? Number three, what are the gifts actually for? And then lastly, we're going to talk about what those spiritual gifts actually are. So question number one is this, where is the Holy Spirit? If you're filling in your blanks, you'll see this. Where is the Holy Spirit or who is the Holy Spirit? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. It says this, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the what? So question number one, where is the Holy Spirit? Where is he? He's inside us. So the Holy Spirit isn't just like floating out there. It says that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. This is like a whole nother sermon. But one of the reasons that purity is such an important idea and one of the reasons like treating our bodies well is so important because we believe as followers of God that he put his spirit inside of you. That the Holy Spirit, if you surrender your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit actually lives inside of you. What does the Holy Spirit do? So you're like, great, I've surrendered my life to Jesus. The Holy Spirit's in me. What does that even mean? Check out how Jesus describes it in John chapter 14. I think it's verse 26. John chapter 14, 26 says this. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is an advocate, meaning for your benefit, for your growth, speaking on behalf of Jesus and the Father. So, so when, you, when you show up to somewhere and, and, and you know, man, I'm just not supposed to be there and something in you says, this is not right, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit reminding you. Maybe you've had a really dark moment where you felt so down, but for some reason you said, you know, I, I just need to run to Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit in you. So where is the, who is the Holy Spirit? He's the advocate that God gives every single believer. And where does the Holy Spirit live? The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Question number two is this. How do you get spiritual gifts? This is where we're going to spend a little bit of our time in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says this, verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So the big answer to this one is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit... How do you get it? You don't earn it. It's not a reward for great behavior. It's an agent of God's grace. It's one way that God says, I want you to know that I'm always with you. So close to you, so with you, that I'm going to be inside of you. Like inside of your life, I will always be with you. You guys, this is so comforting. Because every single one of us will go through times where we feel absolutely alone. And we may have all the friends in the world or no friends. We may be surrounded by really great people or surrounded by enemies. 
We may have moments in our room where it just feels like our parents or our friends or our coaches or nobody seems to get us. But the promise in Scripture is that these spiritual gifts and the Holy Spirit, that they actually live inside of you and that they are a gift from God. And lastly, before we jump into what the gifts are, what are they for? What are the gifts for? This is so crucial. They are for the common good. Did you see what it said in verse 7? Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So these gifts that God has put inside of you, these spiritual gifts that we're going to learn about tonight, the whole purpose of them is that those around you would be blessed. That those around you would see God. That those around you would have their needs met. That as a small group, because each of you are going to have different spiritual gifts, that together you will come together and ultimately make each other better, help each other draw closer to Christ because of the spiritual gifts that God has given you. And what are they ultimately for? They're for the common good. I, uh, I brought something tonight. Uh, is Sarah still here? I don't think she's still here. Um, when Sarah and I were just dating, when Sarah and I were just dating, um, nope, sorry, we were, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We are boyfriend and girlfriend. And um, Christmas rolled around. And I was like, dude, this girl is so special to me. She means the world to me. I'm going to, like, make her a stocking. Here's the thing, you guys. I am the least, like, creative or whatever person. But when you fall in love with someone or when you're, like, in love with God, you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Like, I'm like a, I, like, when I'm, like, when I'm with Sarah, I'm like a Maj Podge freak. You know what I mean? Like, anybody else Maj Podge? Anyone ever heard of that before? It's like you paint on a cup and it, like, is glue. That's not making any sense. I don't know what it is. It's, you, you make, you just make stuff when, like, you're in love. And when you really care about somebody. And so in 2007, which was 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I made Sarah a stocking. And to me, now I could have put like embarrassing photos in there. I could have put things that like were super meaningful to me. But on this stocking, I wrote little like quotes that we would say back and forth with each other. I wrote some of our, fa I, I included some of our favorite pictures. There's some good kissing pictures on here, you know what I mean? I included some, I included some of our like favorite events. I put up on here, this is like a little crown that like, you know, three months in, like the battery died and so it didn't glimmer as much as it used to, but, but I gave this to Sarah and it was hand selected. Like I didn't just buy her a stocking. I really intentionally picked this stocking out for her. And I wanted to show you that because I want you to think about this gift that God has given you for the common good, not just being something that like you haphazardly stumbled into, but as a gift that God has very intentionally picked out for you. And when I say gift, you, you may, as we're reading this list, you may have multiple gifts. You may be really strong in one of these gifts or you may have a handful, but the ones that God has given you, and the ones that you'll desire, and, and the ones that will change the communities around you were hand-selected for you by God. So the question is, what are these gifts? I need Abby. Where's Abby? Where's Abby? Abby, Abby, come on up here real quick. Not that, Abby. Sorry, rejected. Sorry, Tori, not you this time. Okay, we'll get you up here next time. Don't worry. Um, you guys, can everyone say hi, Abby? Hi, Abby. 
All right, Abby is going to be our little writer because we are going to write down, we're going to look at a number of passages that in all of these different passages, it talks about the different manifestations of the Spirit. It talks about spiritual gifts. It talks about gifts that are given to us for the common good. And you're just going to write down as many as you can, as quickly as you can. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 8, it says this. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, right, wisdom. To another the message of knowledge, right, knowledge. By the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith. That's like the worst pen ever. Okay, yeah, that's better. You're right, you're right. I'm not getting down on you, but you're cool, you're cool. Um, wisdom, knowledge, and to another, faith, right, faith up there. By the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing. So just write healing, healing. By that one spirit to another, miraculous powers, right, miracles, straight miracles. And to another, prophecy, right, prophecy. Distinguishing between, oh man, I don't even know if those pens work. I didn't check them. We'll wait, Abby. We're just, we got all the time in the world. I just don't want this to, oh wow. There you go. She's really aggressively writing. Okay, um, prophecy distinguishing between spirits. I don't know. Just write it. Just do it. You're great. Um, tongues, right? Tongues. Speaking in tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. You can write interpretation of tongues. I know you're behind. That's okay. And verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11. Check these out. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. Did you catch that? That just as God determines, God chooses to distribute these. Now, we're going we're to talk about a few of them, and you're going to talk about more of them in your small groups tonight. But sometimes these gifts... Hi, Amani. It's good to see you. These gifts... Sometimes these gifts stay with you for a lifetime. Sometimes they're with you for a season. Sometimes God will develop new gifts in you. Sometimes he will strengthen the ones that already are. But the key as you're thinking about what are your spiritual gifts is that you remember that it is the Holy Spirit who distributes them. It's the Holy Spirit who sends them to us, who gives them to us just as he determines. I want to take you to another passage real quick. Um, well, actually, let's talk about prophecy for a second. There, there's one that I, I want to kind of touch on. I actually want to talk about prophecy and, and tongues, and then we'll look at some of the others. Some of you may be wondering, well, what the heck is prophecy? I mean, that's kind of a, a weird word. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, this is how it describes what prophecy is. But those who prophesy speak to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. So prophecy, in some ways, is kind of like preaching. Or it's kind of like when you're in that one-on-one -on -one conversation and you're speaking some truth to somebody. You're telling them something that God has given you. You're reminding them of who they are. You're encouraging and you're building them. That's what prophecy is. Another one that a lot of people have questions about is tongues. What is tongues? In your handout, I think they talk about one manifestation of tongues, one expression of tongues, but I want to talk to you about two of them. In the book of Acts, in the book of Acts chapter 2, we see that the Holy Spirit falls on these early followers of Jesus. And this was the first time that the Holy Spirit ever fully entered people. And then from here on out, when you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit enters you. But at this moment, the Holy Spirit entered people. And in the book of Acts, it says all of them started speaking in tongues. 
And those that had gathered around them, they commented and they said this, I'm hearing them speak in my native language. And so in Acts chapter 2, the definition of tongues is literally another earthly language. Check out 1 Corinthians, uh, let's see, where are we? Oh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. So we get another list of, we get another list of spiritual gifts. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, right, apostles. Second, prophets, right, prophets. Teachers, miracles, healing. I'm so sorry, you're chilling it, Abby, you're awesome. Healing, helping, this is so cool, helping, guidance, and all different kinds of tongues. But then check out what it says in verse 31. Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. So here's what's cool about spiritual gifts. They are given to us by God, but they are also something that we can desire. They are, as as you read these lists, if you're like, man, I would really love to have more faith. Scripture says that we can eagerly desire those gifts, but this is really, really critical. You need to check your heart and you need to discern, are you desiring those spiritual gifts because you want to feel better than people or because you want to feel like, you know, God actually loves you because you're worried about that for some reason or because you want to feel more spiritually mature than the people around you. It's really key to ask the question, why do you desire those gifts? I want to tell you guys a story because I feel like I want you to be vulnerable in your small groups. I want you to open up and share about broken things. And I think if I'm going to ask you to do that, I've got to be willing to do that with you guys. There was a, a camp recently who approached me and said, hey, we'd like you to come speak at our camp. And I thought this is really cool. I get the opportunities to speak at different camps and I was really excited about this. And they said, send us some of your teaching samples. And so I sent those teaching samples out to them and they have this kind of review process and they read them and decide whether they're going to pick you or not. And I'd already put the date on my calendar of when I was going to be speaking at this camp and and I was getting really excited about it. And, And then I got an email this morning and it was from the director of the camp and they said, you have not been approved to speak at our camp. And you guys, like, that's just, it, it just hurt. It just felt embarrassing. And, and I honestly, like, as I was reading it, I was like, I never want to tell this story. Like, I want you guys to think I'm always awesome. You're like, but we never thought you were. No, no, just pretend. Like, I want you guys to always think I'm on. I want you guys to always think I'm great. And when I read that email, I was sitting in my office all by myself. And I just felt so alone. And then I felt like God said this to me. Eric, why did you want to speak at that camp? And I thought about this passage where it's okay to eagerly desire gifts. It's okay to eagerly desire opportunities. But the critical question to ask is, why are you desiring those? And as I was sitting there in my office, just feeling so down and bummed and embarrassed and weird, I felt like I remembered, you know, And it's just a shameful thing to even admit, but I think the reason I wanted to speak at this camp is so I could add one more thing on my list of places I get to speak. And I hate admitting that to you guys. I feel like it was just one more opportunity that I could brag about or that I could say, man, look at what I get to do. 
You see, I was eagerly desiring to speak at this camp, but I was eagerly desiring it for all of the wrong reasons. And I wonder if that's one of the main reasons God said, no, you're not gonna do this. You see, the motivation of the heart for seeking spiritual gifts, for growing in spiritual gifts, for having these awesome moments where you know God is using you has always got to be for the common good. It's always got to be to benefit and bless others. I want to look at a few more passages. Romans chapter 12, flip open to Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse three. We're just going to look at a few lists real quick. Romans chapter three says this, for by the grace God, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Blah, 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 blah. Verse six, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, you can just write like stars next to these ones if they're doubling up. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraged, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. Here's what I want you guys to do as you break into your small groups. In the New Testament, there are, I think, 25 spiritual gifts. I've given you a little packet that gives you a definition and a description for each of them. At the top of that packet, there's a website where you can actually go online and kind of fill out a survey and maybe get a better sense of what spiritual gifts God has given you. And as you're discussing those, here's what I want you to think about. As you look at that list, I want you to think about what gifts has God given you? As you think about your life, you're like, man, I, I just sense that God is using me in this way. I sense that this is a gift that he has given me. First thing I want you to recognize is that's awesome. That you're not just following Jesus on your own, but you've been given a gift from God. But then the second question is equally important, and it's this. God, how do you want me to use this gift for the common good? This would be, this has become my prayer. As I've been studying and even learning myself, this has become my prayer. God, would you give me the gifts today to do what you've called me to do? God, would you give me the gifts today to do what you've called me to do? I walk into meetings now and I go, God, as I'm in this meeting, would you give me the gifts that I need to engage in this meeting in the way you want me to? As I'm walking into conversations with people, as I'm preparing, as I'm handling things at home, as I'm interacting with my kids, as I'm having tough conversations, God, would you give me the gifts that I need to do what you've called me to do? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that this is a community where we can be vulnerable and honest with each other. And God, for some of the students who maybe this is their first time ever even thinking about or talking about spiritual gifts, I pray that as they look over that packet and as they think about what you've given them, that they would choose to act on those gifts. To not just hold them or hoard them, but to act on those gifts. And God, for those of us that have been walking with you for a little while, I pray that we would, that we would pray in every class period, at every lunch break, in every interaction, in every conversation with a friend, every time we're on the field, or whatever we find ourselves doing, maybe even at home, that we would walk into those places and say, God, would you give me the gifts today, right now, to do what you've called me to do? God, would you give me the gifts today to do what you've called me to do?
In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Hey,